Welcome to Herb W. Morgan's Slaying Bulls and Bears, a podcast about economics, markets, investing, politics, and profit. Every Monday, in less than 20 minutes, Wall Street portfolio manager Herb W. Morgan distills the complex and complicated into the simple and sensical. Here's Herb now. Good morning. It's Monday, October 25th, 2021. I'm Herb Morgan, Senior Managing Director, Chief Investment Officer here at Efficient Market Advisors. This is my weekly economic and market commentary. You can find me on Twitter at ETF underscore strategist or LinkedIn, Herb Morgan. Also, this is available via subscription. We can send you the slides with the commentary every week. You may be seeing this that way now. Also available as a podcast on all the major podcast formats. The name of the podcast is Slaying Bulls and Bear Bears. Presentation you are seeing, however, is designed for use with both investors and financial advisors. Of course, each are expected to make their own investment decisions. Nothing we show you or say uh, should be treated as investment advice. No recommendations are being made for the purchase or sale of any securities. This is all purely for informational purposes only. We cannot guarantee the accuracy, adequacy, or completeness of the information you are seeing. Well, we did get a pretty good week again in equity. So October sometimes is a rough month, and at least it has that bad reputation. Looks like it's going to be one of the best Octobers on record in a very long time. The S&P was up almost 1.7% last week now over 22% for the year, mid cap and small cap stocks, uh, same thing, big run there, all up north of 20%. International markets lagging, but nice positive returns. Uh, the laggard of them all, of course, is emerging markets up only about 2% year to date, been flirting with that positive line. Most of that has to do with woes in the biggest emerging market, which is China, which is dealing with the inflated real estate, uh, some loan defaults by commercial real estate developers uh, and other sort of structural issues that they're working their way through. Interest rates continue to kick a tad bit higher. The aggregate bond index was down about a third, a little bit more than a third of a percent last week is now down 2%. Bigger drops in longer dated maturities as that yield on that 10 years continued to climb, touched 170 late last week. Long dated treasuries down almost 8%. I would not at all be surprised to see the long dated Barclays 20 plus treasury index finish the year down in the double digits. Let's get into the data from last week. And then we'll talk a little bit about the earnings season, which is underway this week being the biggest of the weeks because we start to get a lot of tech names. A lot of tech names come out this week. Uh, industrial production was expected to be up a tenth of a percent. It disappointed, it was down 1.3 on top of a little decline in August, which was barely, you can see it was barely there. Capacity utilization also fell down here to about 75.2 below expectations. It's important to distinguish, this is not demand-based weakness, this is supply-based weakness. So in this is normal times, I'm looking at this and I'm worried that demand is falling off and that the economy may in fact be slowing. That is not the case here, I'm not worried about that. We did have some impacts from Hurricane Ida, but supply chain issues constraining output across the board, whether it's vehicles or other areas, 
are the issue. So not a demand-based slowdown, that's good news. The housing market, uh, the National Association of Home Builders, which is at astronomically high levels of, of confidence, had been declining and then it was up last month and then really spiked higher this month, well above the estimate of 75. The line of delineation is 50, above 50 is, uh, is positive, below 50 is contraction or negative. Current sales spiked to 87, future sales to 84, and traffic rose again to 65. So very strong data from a sentiment survey of the people that build the homes uh, in our country. Staying on the housing theme for a moment, housing starts and permits. Starts fell 1.6% to an annualized 1.6, we'll call it, after a little bit of a gain in August. Single family unchanged. Permits dropped significantly to 1.6 after a big gain the prior month. Um, so again, it's strong, but it's not going higher from here. That, I guess that's good for prices, not so good you know, for the sellers, that is. It's good for the, uh, the manufacturers or the builders. But what's going on in housing is also the same deal, not a lack of demand. This graph, housing completions on an annualized basis is the white line. And you can see, you can barely see it, but it's coming down here on the right. We're down at 1.24, where housing units under construction annualized are 1.4. So we're actually starting more, essentially, or getting more under construction than we're actually selling because we're having trouble finishing. You get down to the end and you can't get a stove, a refrigerators, some doors, the fit and fin finish associated with uh, building homes. So the home builders, the contractors are having a hard time getting that. It tells you we got supply down the road, but uh, again, this all comes down to the supply chain issue. I go back to what I've said before. We, we shut down the economy, never been done before, to protect people from a virus. Then we gave people more money. We massively increased the money supply to make up for the fact that they lost their jobs. But if we're not building stuff or offering services, Where's that money go? A lot of that money went into financial markets, went into homes, which are hard assets, but it went into financial markets and stocks. And we're still not back to being able to produce the goods and services to meet the demand. This is a supply slowdown. And we've got, uh, you know, we've got the Atlanta Fed uh, GDP now. I'm going to bring it onto the screen for you for a second here, just to have a little fun. And we'll just bring this over and graph it. So for the quarter, the third quarter, you can see here the estimates for GDP really have been coming down. Uh, and I think that's because of supply, not demand. So you get data like manufacturing or something that's below expectations. It's not because there's not buyers for the products and services. It's, it's something to uh, just keep in mind as we go through here. All right, let's move along and move to existing home sales. Existing home sales had a huge spike up. So this is suggesting that, okay, things maybe are getting a little better. Rose 7% to an annualized rate of 6.3. Uh, and for the first time, the economist here that, that they quote, Lawrence Yoon said, we had a modest increase in supply, which helped to nudge up. That was more than a nudge, but it helped to nudge up in his words that number for September. So we are seeing some come out of that completion uh, on the completion side, or excuse me, this is existing home sales. We're seeing some supply come on, 
I think it's really because of the high prices it's bringing out a few sellers. First time claims for unemployment, still below 300, another week below 300,000. Yay, we're very happy about that. Came to 290, that was below expectations and continuing claims down to 2.4. The labor market is back. So when the Fed has said over and over, we need to see substantial further progress on the labor side, um, there's now no longer any way, I think it's possible for anyone to claim we still have this, this issue. So the Fed will, without doubt in my mind, in my opinion, without any doubt in my opinion, will announce tapering of asset purchases from $120 billion a month. This will be on the November 3rd meeting, so this is coming up. Question is, did they reduce it by 15 billion, 20 billion, and then did they do that every meeting? And then when do they finally raise uh, the Fed funds rate and the discount rate? And I believe there's probably at least two hikes in the Fed funds rate in 2022 at this point. Weekly initial claims for, oh, sorry, I just got through telling you that. Let's get into Philly Fed and some other manufacturing index. Philly Fed for, for October, the, the, uh, the, uh, the preemptive reading, not the final reading, uh, fell to 23.8. That was below the estimate of, of 25. Philly Fed is more of a manufacturing New orders, shipments, and employment readings all improved, but still continuing supply chain issues, nothing new there. If we move on to, I could get my little cursor to make me uh, happy here, move on to uh, manufacturing uh, for Marquette, which is this, I'm sorry, Philly Fed was the final, Marquette is the flash reading, Marquette Manufacturing PMI, fell from 60.7 to 59.2, a little bit below expectations. Expectations Again, supply chain, supply chain, supply chain. Services, on the other hand, spiked higher, not experiencing the supply chain issue, had been experiencing a labor issue because we extended and enhanced unemployment benefits. We're having a hard time getting a lot of labor to come back, but COVID worries easing, benefits starting to go away, case numbers falling on COVID, the services PMI spiked uh, to 58.2. That was a really good number. The other thing that is surprising to the upside in a big way is earnings. I mentioned at the beginning of the, of the little program here that we have a lot of earnings uh, coming out this week and um, you know, with the big tech and so forth this week, we've got 117 have reported so far uh, of those, 95 have beat expectations. You can see, let me get the little pointer out for us here. Uh, 95 have beat expectations. That's a big, big, big number. There it is, 95. The earnings surprises are very good. Uh, this week will be the real telltale, the final. But what you had is you had the markets reach all-time highs last week, really on this news and some news that the Democrats are starting to uh, moderate their demands for uh, the different spending packages uh, that they had on the table and the tax hikes, both of which I think would have been uh, somewhat negative for capital formation and employment in our country. They are coming and backing off of those because they weren't able to get everything they wanted uh, on the more progressive side of things. So this graph here, most important one of the week, this is earnings estimates for the S&P 500 going out 12 months. About two or three weeks ago, you can see it coming down ever so slightly. 
our view at the time was that because these companies were pre-announcing that, hey, we're not going to meet these numbers, mostly because of supply chain issues, we felt that once earnings season got underway, there would be more companies pre-announcing that their, their numbers are going to have to be guided a little lower. We are not getting that. To everybody's surprise on the street, it's just the opposite. We expected earnings estimates to roll over, maybe even go below 200 uh, for the full 12 months forward. Now, they're actually going higher. That's why the market went higher. We got that fear gone. It could potentially come back this week if some of the tech names have some bad uh, things to say, but it really doesn't look very likely. Finally, data this week. Home prices, nothing today. Home prices from two sources on Tuesday. Home sales, consumer confidence. Regular claims expected down to 294. Here's that third quarter GDP. This one could send the market a little, get a little skittish. You see here that the consensus is 2.4%, but that GDP now figure from the Atlanta Fed that I showed you was down at a half a percent. So if we got a big miss here, I think that could rattle the markets a little bit. On the other hand, it means the Fed would delay hiking and delay tapering. So big number to watch on Thursday, along with all of the earnings, personal income and spending, PCE prices uh, very big on Friday. That's really it in terms of the major uh, sort of market moving items for this week. Don't forget to subscribe. Give us a thumbs up and a like on iTunes and all those different places. As always, thank you for tuning in. Tuning in. We will see you again next week. Thank you for listening to Slaying Bulls and Bears. If you'd like to download the slides for this week's podcast, go to www.efficient-portfolios.com and join our mailing list. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, rate us online, and share with a friend if you found this helpful. See you next week.